Seven Av, Zayin Av, Tzadik, his conversations, 490. A young boy of nine years old, who was ill with a slight fever, was sent by his father to the Rebbe. The Rebbe spoke with him at length and gave him wonderful guidance. The boy in question was a very fearful child. The Rebbe said to him, Why are you afraid now? Think how afraid you'll be when they take you out to the cemetery and leave you there alone. Everyone will go off and leave you lying there among the dead. Today, you are afraid to go out alone at night. What will you do then? The Rebbe said a lot more along the same lines. He also said, Who in the world wants to burn himself with his own hands? When you sin, it is as if you burn yourself with your very own hands, because eventually you will receive the hard and bitter punishment for sinning. Surely you care enough about yourself not to burn yourself with your own hands. The Rebbe then gave the boy a segula for his fever. It was to take dust, which had been trodden into the threshold, and put it in a vessel on the fire, until it became bleached and heated through and through. The dust was to be put on his side, and then he would be healed. The boy grew up, and the words the Rebbe had spoken to him remained inscribed on his heart. He remembers them to this day. The Rebbe also told him many other things. From this we can see the way the Rebbe would look at even a young child and seek to imbue him with the fear of heaven in order that he should begin to learn how to serve God and remember the Rebbe's words even when he was grown up. Thus it is written, Train a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22.6 There were many other things which the Rebbe told this boy on various occasions, such as the need to circumcise the foreskin of the heart, and so on. I have also heard from many other people who were children in the time of the Rebbe about amazing and beautiful things they heard from him in their childhood. They still remember them, and looking back, they now realize how the Rebbe was able to convey to them certain things which would benefit Rebbe them later on. Wisdom. His Wisdom, 227. I found this in a manuscript written by a member of our group. It is best to seclude yourself and meditate in the meadows outside the city. Go to a grassy field, for the grass will awaken your heart. 228. The Rebbe once said, There are certainly many religious people who do not seclude themselves with God. But I call them fleetus, confused and confounded. When the Mashiach suddenly comes and calls them, they will be baffled. When a man wakes up from a restful sleep, his mind is calm and relaxed. This is how we will be when the Mashiach comes, totally without panic or confusion. 229. The Rebbe once spoke to a youth and encouraged him to seclude himself and converse with God in his native language. The Rebbe told him that this is how prayer began. The main form of prayer was an expression of the heart before God in each person's native tongue. Rambam speaks of this in the beginning of his Code on Prayer, Yad HaChazakah Tefillah 1, 2-4. He states that this was the main form of prayer in the beginning, before it was formalized by the men of the Great Assembly. It was only then that a formal order of prayer was introduced. Yet, even according to the Halacha, Jewish law, the original form is still foremost, 
Although we follow the order of prayer ordained by the men of the great assembly, the original form is still most beneficial. Make a habit of praying before God from the depths of your heart. Use whatever language you know best. Ask God to make you worthy of truly serving Him. This is the essence of prayer. In many places we discuss the importance of making this a regular practice. This is the way all the tzaddikim attained their high level. Look well into our words. The Aleph Bet Book A Seminal Emission B. 1. Drunkenness causes exile and leads to the wasteful emission of seed. 2. Embarrassment comes from having spilled one's seed. 3. The inability to pronounce one's words properly, speaking only half words, is the same aspect as the wasting of seed. 4. A man who experiences a seminal emission should be concerned that his children will die. 5. Reciting the following ten psalms on the day one experiences a seminal emission provides a great remedy and rectification. Psalms 16, 32, 41, 42, 59, 77, 90, 105, 137, and 150. You can be certain that these ten psalms are very, very beneficial for rectifying the sin. A person who is careful to recite the psalms as prescribed needs no longer fear. He will definitely make the necessary amends, for these ten psalms are a very great Maharan 2. Lesson number 5. 13. The power of the angels is intensified in the month of Nisan. See more in this lesson in Likutei Maharan. Thus, Nisan is associated with sexual purity. Joy serves to extend the holiness and joy of Nisan throughout the entire year, by which a person merits sexual purity and to be saved from nocturnal emissions, God forbid. 14. Sometimes, however, nocturnal pollution, God forbid, can also result from unfit rabbis and judges who pervert justice. The rectification for this is called the binding of the chariot. This is the reason for the traditional practice of reciting in the bedtime Shema prior to sleep, in the name of the Lord, on my right side is Michael, on my left side is Gabriel, etc. Since this describes the binding of the chariot, and this is efficacious for avoiding nocturnal pollution that results from the perversion of justice by unfit judges. Copier's Note See Likute Halachot, Hilchot Chodesh 7, where it is explained that binding the chariot means to bind and attach one's thoughts all to one place, that is, solely to God and His Holy Torah. And as it is also explained in the Tikkuni Zohar, Evil thoughts are identified with impure animals, while holy thoughts are identified with the animals of the chariot. 15. Rosh Hashanah embodies the rectification of faith. This is because as a result of the great gatherings that take place, when all the holy congregations assemble on Rosh Hashanah, particularly when they gather with true tzaddikim, all the bits of holy faith are thereby collected and gathered together, and faith is rectified to perfection. The mental faculties also radiate brightly and are rectified on Rosh Hashanah. Similarly, during each of the ten days of repentance, this mental luminescence, which is associated with the tefillin and with the seal of holiness, is elicited by the repentance that people do during that time. And on Yom Kippur, the final stage in the seal of holiness is completed whereby the mind radiates with the knowledge and perception of godliness. 
On Sukkot, joy is drawn forth, and joy rectifies foods so that they will not taint the person's dreams and he will not come to nocturnal pollution, God forbid, as a result of what he eats. Shemini Atzeret is the time when judgment is rectified, and by this, a person is saved from the impure nocturnal emissions caused by unfit judges. And all of these spiritual rectifications are effected in a specific manner on Rosh Hashanah itself, by means of the three shofar blasts, Tekiah, Teruah, and Shivaram. For through the Tekiah, a person merits a rectification of his faith. Through the Teruah, he merits to draw down the holiness of the Tefillin, which is the radiance of the mind. And through the Shivaram, the rectification of dreams and justice is elicited, thereby saving him from nocturnal emissions in every sense. stories. The Chandelier If people knew all the shortcomings and deficiencies in a thing, they would know the essential nature of that thing, even if they had never seen it before. Great are God's deeds. Psalms 111.2 No man resembles another. Adam had every human form in the world. Moreover, the Hebrew word for man, Adam, includes all these forms. The same is true of all other things. In the Hebrew word for light, or, all lights are included. The same is true of everything else in creation. Even in a forest, no two leaves are alike. Rabbi Nachman spoke of this at length. He then said, Types of wisdom exist that can sustain a person completely. A person could live with such wisdom without eating or drinking. He then spoke at length of this awesome concept. Rabbi Nachman's followers spoke of a person who was in a large Gentile city and remained there a long time. He was trying to reach a certain goal there, and each time it appeared as if he would accomplish it. But in the end, he remained there a very long time. Rabbi Nachman said that this often happens to people. Each time a person thinks that he will accomplish something, he says, Now I will accomplish it. Then later, Now I will finally accomplish it. This goes on in Nussin's letters, year one, letter number 196. With thanks to God, Wednesday, Akev, 5595. My dear beloved son, I received your letter on Sunday with the 18 gold coins. I was delighted to hear how well you were doing. Now you can see the miracles of God, that it is just now, when I traveled, despite such difficulties, that things are taking a turn for the better. Look and understand the ways of God. Impediments do not even exist, and when a person is determined and breaks all the barriers, regardless of what might happen to him, all the impediments become help and salvation. Be strong, my son, be strong. You should be rejoicing over the Shabbat that you merited to be with me, because, thank God, you had a very large share in all the good that took place then. May God fortify your heart and the hearts of all our comrades to walk the straight and true path. May we merit the wisdom to choose at all times the path that is really and truly the straight one, in accordance with God's will and the will of those who fear Him. May we merit to fulfill, let us search out our ways, examine them, and repent. And likewise, may we fulfill, let us raise up our hearts in our hands to God in heaven. Both of these verses, in accordance with all that we talked about last Shabbat, may God allow us to know what He wants and truly to do it always, all the days of our lives. Amen. The words of your Father. Nasa Nasa's letters, year two. 
Letter number 450. Greetings to your father-in-law, my friend, the learned Reb Shmuel, may his light shine, along with his honored family, and to my illustrious learned friend, Reb Tzvi Hirsch, may his light shine, from Krakow, and to his honored family, and to my illustrious friend, Reb Gedalia Aaron, may his light shine, along with his honored family, and to all our comrades, each one of them according to his own level. I ask all of you to send me wedding gifts. Each of them, as is customary, will be lovingly announced with the name of its giver at the wedding. It would certainly be fitting and excellent for you to do so, because I have no friends or benefactors besides our comrades. May God grant you success in all your endeavors. I also extend most amicable greetings to my brother-in-law, the learned, excellent, and honorable Rebbe Ephraim, may his light shine, along with his wife and children. And greetings as well to my in-law, the learned and wise man of standing, the Honorable Reb Shmuel, may his light shine, and to his wife, the modest Pesya. Letter number 451. With thanks to God, Tuesday, Pekude, 5604, Breslov. Greetings to my beloved son, may he live. Yesterday morning I received your letter, which I had been greatly looking forward to. Enclosed with it, however was the letter from Reb Avram Ber, may he live, with its loud and bitter cry that his daughter, Hanachaya of blessed memory, passed away from the infection that she had in her mouth. They were using the doctor when I was there, as Reb Nachman is aware. The anguish of his cry is just unbearable. He just lost two children last year, a son and a daughter. May God have compassion on him, and may he say enough to his suffering. May he merit from now on to raise his daughters, may they live, and may God give him every kind of salvation. Before your letter arrived yesterday, I received a short letter in the morning from our friend Reb Nachman of Heisen, in which he wrote that his wife and daughter are unwell, and that his youngest daughter is quite ill. May God quickly cure them. The situation in my home, you already know, that my daughter-in-law is in bed with terrible pain in her mouth, and they do not know what it is. Her pain is absolutely indescribable. She has been like this for ten days now and eats nothing at all. Her entire sustenance is from plain water alone. My wife, may she live, has also been weak, and today, praise God, she is up and around in the house. But she still has no strength. You can imagine the turmoil in everyone's hearts because I am not breaking down the doors of doctors, the heralds of destruction. God save us. Rebbe Ephraim, the Rebbe's grandson, is the fourth case of fever in my house, and he is still here. Again and again he laments to me about his poverty and straits, that he is forced to move from place to place and does not even have a coat to wear. And all this is happening now when I am so busy preparing for the wedding, and we are so close to Pesach. I am still short of a number of things, and I do not know what to do. My grandson, the son of my daughter, Hanetzerel, may she live, is also weak and in great danger, God save us. And my daughter, your sister, cries to me every day. He has, praise God, recently taken a turn for the better, with God's help. May God soon complete his recovery. Shemot HaTzadikim Rabbi Elazar ben Durdaya Rabbi Elazar ben Pinchas Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Chagia Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Morenus Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Yosei Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Yishmael Elazar Ishbarya Rabbi Elazar ben Mahabai, Rabbi Elazar Batsra'a, Abba Elazar ben Gomel, Ben El Asa, Rabbi Ami HaKohen, Rav Ami, 
Ami, Ami Bar Chagi, Rabbi Ami Bar Tovi, or Bar Tavyumi, Rabbi Ami Bavla, Rabbi Ami Bar Abba, Ami Avua de Shmuel Bar Ami, Rav Ami Bar Shmuel, Ami Vardina'a, Rabbi Ami Bar Dikuli, Rav Ami Bar Ada Harpana'a, Rabbi Ami Bar Yudan, Rabbi Ami Bar Chinana, Rabbi Ami Bar Ahava, Rabbi Ami Bar Korcha, Rabbi Ami Bar Yecheskel, Rabbi Ami Avoy de Rabbi Avdimi de Tzipori, Rav Ami Bar Chia, Rabbi Ami Bar Matna, Rabbi Ami Bar Chama, Rabbi Ami Bar Avin, Amemar, the son of Marinuka ben Rav Chista HaKoin, Andare, the father of Rabbi Chanina, Abba Antuli, Antignos Ish Soho, Rabbi Antignos Tana de Braisa, Antifras, Anyani ben Sisi, Rabbi Asa, Asitian, or Astia. Rabnusson's Prayers 2. Prayer number 31 on the Kutei Moharan 2, 50. You who think thoughts so that no one will be cast aside from you, have compassion on me for the sake of your name. Help me sanctify and purify my thoughts from this moment on. May I no longer experience any extraneous foreign thoughts at all, and may I certainly never indulge in any evil fantasies, heaven forbid. Controlling our thoughts. In your holy Torah, you reveal to us that thought is in a person's hands and that he can direct it as he wishes. Moreover, it is completely impossible for two thoughts to exist at the same time. I have been striving so long to stop my thoughts, to grasp them and seize them, so that they will not turn aside from the straight path, heaven forbid. But I have not yet succeeded, and not only have I not succeeded in properly sanctifying my thoughts, but to the contrary, they have caused a great deal of damage. Every day I experience a profusion of evil thoughts and fantasies, Over the days and years, I have wasted hours upon hours in a profusion of evil and foreign thoughts and ideas. And in doing so, I have tremendously unsettled and befouled my mind. This has created all of my flaws and impediments, all of my transgressions, sins, and offenses that I have committed before you from my beginning until this day. I have floundered in all of these only because I was not careful to seize my thoughts and guard them properly. Only because of that did I come to what I came, and floundered as I floundered, whether inadvertently or purposefully, whether against my will or intentionally. Therefore, I have come to you who are filled with compassion to assist me with your great salvation. From now on may I guard my thoughts exceptionally well, with every sort of exemplary care. From now on may I be sure not to allow my thoughts to stray beyond the border in the least, heaven forbid, not even by a hair's breadth. Even within the realm of holiness may I guard my thoughts from becoming disoriented. Whenever and wherever I note any confusion of mind, may I quickly flee and take refuge. And how much more may my thoughts never stray beyond the boundary of holiness for even the slightest moment, heaven forbid. Even if sometimes, heaven forbid, because of some inattention on my part, my thoughts should suddenly swell and stray outside, since I am so used to that from the past. Always help me and remind me instantly, without any hesitation or mental indulgence at all, to immediately grasp my thoughts and bring them back to the straight path, back in from the outside, bringing them immediately from evil to good, from the mundane to the holy. Master of the world, Master of the world, Master of the world, 
Remember, have compassion and save me quickly. I have yearned for all of this so powerfully for so long, yet I have not yet attained it. But I truly know and believe that the choice is mine, and that I can grasp my thoughts and at every instant turn them the right way. I am so used to letting my thoughts go where they may that this habit has become second nature, and it seems to me that I cannot escape it, heaven forbid. But that is not the case, because I always have free will. I can always grasp my thoughts at every moment and carefully guard them well from outside thoughts and always turn them to holiness. Therefore, I have come to spread my hands out to you, so you will strengthen me and sustain me. In your compassion, help me truly sanctify and purify my thoughts from now on. Help me, Master of Salvation, in the merit and power of the great true tzaddikim, whose holiness of thought you alone know. You alone know the place to which they rose in their exceedingly holy and awesome thoughts. I have come to you, aided by the power of the ascent of such holy thoughts, because their power and merit are sufficient to shield me as well, to extricate my thoughts and mind from all of the places into which they fell and were scattered and dispersed, and raise me from every type of evil habit to which I have grown accustomed. Purify me of every type of uncleanness and pollution that has taken hold of me, heaven forbid, as a result of the blemish of evil and confused thoughts in which I have so thoroughly engaged. Sanctify me and purify me with every sort of holiness, each of which depends on the holiness of thought. The holiness of thought of the tzaddikim is greater than anything else. It has the power to descend into all of the places in which I fell as a result of the dispersal of my consciousness and thoughts beyond the boundary of holiness, and to raise me from evil to good. Always teach me how to extricate my thoughts, beginning now, from straying outside, heaven forbid, and how to purify and sanctify my thoughts with every sort of holiness. Regarding this alone, I have stood firm to pray to you and hope in your salvation, so that from now on I will begin to strengthen myself to sanctify my thoughts. Help me from heaven to begin this process and bring it to completion, until I attain true holiness of thought, in accordance with your good will. May my thoughts cling to you, to your holy Torah, and to your true tzaddikim from now and forever. Amen. Selah.